0: to meet you nice to meet you nice to meet you
1: you. it is thursday august 18th 2022 and this is the perfect strangers podcast i of course am your host furby montano otherwise known as chubby elvis and as always thank you for joining me we've got a great show lined up for you today but first let me tell you about my other show That's right. The Shitty Jobs Podcast is putting out new episodes now on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. We've got it on there. We've got a new episode up this week and we're looking to put them out every other week. So in two weeks, we should have another one for you. But back to Perfect Strangers. And today we have a gentleman by the name of Source. Source is a podcaster, a hip hop aficionado, a TikToker. Uh, all around, a great entertainer. Now, I saw Source on his TikTok channel where he was asking people to stitch, you know, different things about hip hop—his, their favorite hip hop artists, their favorite albums, so on and so forth—and I loved it. I made a comment on one of his videos about how much I love the Roots, and he loves that group just as well, and we kind of hit it off from there. As I mentioned, he has his own podcast. It's called Source and Co. And he is just all around a really interesting guy, really fun guy to talk to. Um, We talked about hip hop, of course. We talked about sports, life, um, living in Virginia. It was just an all around good time. And I hope to have Source back on at some point. But ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy Source. And thank you so much for listening. All right, we're here with Source. How's it going, man? Thanks for being on.
0: I'm good. How are you?
1: I'm good, man. I'm happy we finally got to, got to talk outside the comments, man.
0: How do I address you?
1: Uh, Furby. Furby. I don't know if I ever told you my real name. Furby.
0: No, Furby. Okay, got it.
1: Yeah, real name, believe it or not.
0: <laughs> Nothing wrong with that.
1: No, man, no. Actually, I'm Furby Jr. I'm named after my dad. So, oh, yeah? Yeah, for, Furby number two. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man. I, uh, I, obviously, I found you on TikTok, um, all your hip-hop videos, man. I love them. I appreciate it. I love the the open conversation, man. It's not uh not often you hear someone who's asking others' opinions on hip hop. So I, I definitely appreciate it.
0: Yeah, you're just trying to trying to engage the people, man. That's how it kind of it kind of took off. Like, you know, I I asked a question, and all of a sudden, there was a lot of people responding. And I was like, okay, I guess this is what we're doing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> was it kind of like one video that that blew up, and you just kept going with that, or how did it? How did it
0: kind of yeah, yeah. Because I started TikTok, like I think I made a post in March of 21, okay. or I made a TikTok, I guess, in March of 21. But I really didn't follow follow it. You know, I'd jump in every once in a while, look at the page, and I was like, I can't build this thing. Like, what am I doing? I don't even I don't even know why I'm here. But eventually, <laughs> like July, June, July, I finally was like you know, let me just, let me start making some videos and and see what happens, just have some fun. And actually I made a video uh, about a different topic that kind of took off in maybe October-ish. And then I asked a hip hop question in in November and it went kind of crazy. Then I asked another one and it went, crazier and i was like uh okay i guess this is what we're doing
1: that works man what's the what's the worst answer you've gotten on one of your uh your stitches
0: In a controversial hip-hop opinions uh question biased, you know give me your most controversial hip-hop opinion and somebody said krs1 can't rap
1: wait what <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was like, he's really smart, and I know he's oh uh, a legend. But KRS-One can't rap. I was like, um, "Sir, what are we talking about here?"
1: You're like that. That's just factually incorrect, right
0: there. Right. What are we? <laughs> what are we doing? Did you just want attention? Because I could have just gave you attention if you needed that. But that's yeah, like it was. Saying,
1: that's, that's like saying Whitney Houston has a terrible voice. Like what exactly, is- exactly.
0: Perfect example.
1: Oh my god, man! Now, I re- I remember mine. I think that was the one about um um now i'm losing my train of thought uh about a uh, black thought right
0: did you say black thought
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: well that's yes the Barber- thank you thank Dude. you
1: no the the roots man like it, it it makes me so sad that and like forgive me white people for saying it this way but that white people only know them for the most part from jimmy fallon because they're so much more than that, man. And Black Thought, like, he's he's in my top three of all time. Like, he will always be there. He will always have a mainstay in my top three. The man is just an absolute genius.
0: I think you're a genius at this point. <laughs> black Thought in your top three? Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Um, I think Black people don't know The Roots, but from uh, the Jimmy Fallon show. It's really odd. Oh, really? The Roots are an anomaly because you know, I mean, it's a hip-hop band, so people are like, hip hop band. But within that they don't even I don't I don't think people for years paid attention to Black Thought as a as a rapper first. They just said, "Oh yeah, he's part of the Roots, blah blah blah." But it took probably 15, 20 years before people finally said, "Oh my gosh, Black Thought is actually phenomenal." Yes, he is. He's been phenomenal since the beginning.
1: Yeah, I remember listening to Black Thought or the Roots in general. Um back when I was in high school, man. And um, I think it was the seed two point. was the first song I ever heard by them. Just like everyone, you know, that was, that was the MTV song at the moment. Right. Good and, one. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> but then I heard some of their older stuff, man. And like, I, I'm a guitar player and the guitar work on those is what immediately caught my ear. I'm like, Oh my God, this dude has some like ridiculous jazz chops.
0: Yeah. You but got that- a couple of, you got uh Leonard, Leonard Hubbard, who was on the bass. So uh he passed away recently. Yeah, so impressive. rest in peace to him. And you got uh superstar. What is it? Superstar Kirk. What is it? What is it? I can't even think of it. his I, I name know, is Kirk.
1: Yeah, I know him as Kirk. I don't know what it is. Yeah, his, yeah. His stage name is, but I know him as
0: Kirk. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, they get busy though. They get busy. I've seen the Roots six times live. No shit. Best best live performance. I say ever, I can't mean I haven't seen everybody, obviously, but <laughs> in my opinion, like I'm not, I don't know how uh, a stage show could be better. I've seen them six times and never has one song sounded like any other performance that I saw them sing the same song. That's cool. Always different.
1: See, I've never seen them live. What, what's their live show like?
0: Crazy. and And actually you it's very basic because it's not like there's, pyrotechnics or, you know, anything flashy, it's thought, engaging the crowd, the band ripping, and, you know, changing changing beats in the middle of the song. It's a lot of that, and you're, it's the appreciation of Black Thought as an MC and, you know, guest appearances here and there. And, he, you know, he, like I said, he engages the crowd. Uh, you get a solo from Kirk, you get a solo from whoever's on the drums, uh it's it's a good time. It's a good time.
1: See, they, I they've never come anywhere near where I live. So like I've I've never had the, the chance to see them, but
0: where if you if you don't mind so what's your show, do you say where you are?
1: Yeah, yeah. I live in Orlando, but uh I'm I'm uh, originally from uh Santa Fe, New Mexico.
0: Wow, okay. Yeah. I can, they gotta come by. They gotta be in the area at some point in time. <laughs> Listen, if they're within two hours, I'm not telling you to know gas up the pace or anything but if they're within like two hours man it's worth it i promise you will have a good time you'll be like it was worth it you'll say it was worth it
1: yeah, they've got to come to like miami or atlanta at some point so i'll probably yeah exactly to- yeah
0: and la- i saw them um 18 or 19 i feel like it was 18 um in the summer and that was just a a pop-up it was like Maybe in, the show was in August, and maybe in June. Just all all of a sudden, it was like, "So the roots are coming to town. Buy your tickets." And I was like, "Oh, let me, <laughs> let me get on here and get these tickets real quick." It was outside. It was a blazing hot, but it really didn't matter. Matter of fact, it was it wasn't eighteen. It was right after the uh, nine minute freestyle. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. When everybody started going crazy and saying, "Oh my God, Black Thought!" And, you know, right after that, that summer is when it was, and it was. It was fantastic. It's always fantastic.
1: That's awesome, man. I'm I'm super jealous.
0: I like that. I like that.
1: (laughs) So who's who's your favorite uh, favorite show you've been to?
0: The Roots, definitely.
1: Okay, there you go. Yeah.
0: Easy, easy. easy. I'm actually. I was considering um, going to see Red Man and Method Man. They're coming to town in about three weeks. Because I know it's going to be a great show, but I'm really, you know, I'm a little I'm still a little skeptical, a little leery of crowds and being in the midst of people myself. You know, I am. I can't I can't lie to you. My daughter wanted to go to the Roots, actually the Roots picnic um, because she loves Summer Walker. And I think it's somebody else that she loves uh, that's performing. One, I don't really like festivals like that because there's too much going on. Sure. But also just the crowd thing right now. And I'm just, I'm still wearing a mask when I go out. So, you know, that's the kind of guy I am.
1: No, I don't blame you, man. I, I was actually getting like a little more confident being like, okay, maybe I can stop wearing a mask in some places and what have you. Boom. We found out today my fiance has COVID for the second time.
0: Wow. Oh,
1: son of a bitch, man. So now I'm like, okay, well, I got, I got to be masking up everywhere I go. I can't.
0: That's tough.
1: Yeah, that's- man. Luckily I, I I tested negative. Hopefully I stay that way, but she's in our bedroom right now and I'm cooking dinner and taking out the dogs and you know, all the household stuff, man.
0: I'm sorry to hear that. I hope she feels better soon.
1: Yeah, yeah. She's she's actually not feeling sick this time around, which is a blessing, okay. thank God. But um Yeah, she just she was like, I can't taste my food this morning and I'm like, Oh shit. Well, <laughs> here we go.
0: Oh man. Outside of the subject of uh, COVID, what, is, what does she think of your uh, podcasting? Is she uh, is she your biggest fan or does she like whatever, just leave me alone? Like what, How is she on that?
1: No, she's super supportive. Um, she doesn't like listening to it, though. She said it yeah. feels like she's eavesdropping on a conversation I'm having with someone. So she's like, it, she said, I tried to listen to a couple and it weirded me out, so I couldn't, I couldn't do it. But I'll share whatever you want me to share and do your thing. So
0: that, that's dope. That's great.
1: And speaking of podcasts, you have a podcast too, right?
0: I do. I have a couple actually. Well, so the one sourcing company is a podcast. Basically, I interview people. Um, they've mostly been from my area, like one way or another, whether they lived in Richmond, I'm from Richmond, Virginia, Okay. whether they lived in Richmond at some point, grew up here. Uh, they worked here at some point. They, you know, went to college here. One guy actually, um, he was sworn in to the military here. That's his only connection to Richmond. So, you know, I interviewed different people, sports, hip hop, business, whatever the case. And, uh, I just go through their life, kind of try try to figure out how they got to where they are. And that's sourcing company that's on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, et cetera. And then for the Facebook people, I have a sports group, a friend of mine and I have a sports group called the Sports Bar Podcast, which is the SBP. Um, Basically, it's a bunch of people talking trash about sports (laughs) and, and music and beer and different things all the time and we do a podcast pretty much just a live show on uh sunday mornings usually about for cool. very cool man
1: but speaking of sports who's your uh who do you talk shit about who, who's your who's your teams
0: i am a lakers fan so there's same. nothing to same. nothing to write same
1: same I'm the struggle i wasn't i would fuck michael jordan that's what i used to say when i was a kid man no <laughs> I was a Laker fan through and through, even when they're even now that they're terrible again.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. I was never a Michael Jordan fan for whatever reason. I don't. I don't think I like the obvious choice. You would say the Lakers, where you like the Lakers. Well, they weren't good when I started liking them. So there's that. <laughs> there's that. So I like the Lakers. I'm an Eagles fan, um, Dodgers, but that's mostly because my daughters are both Dodgers fans. How? that happened it's a random story you don't want to hear the story but um <laughs> they're dodgers fans and you know they dragged me along i followed baseball i used to love baseball kind of fell out of it but they have dragged me back into it so i'm back in
1: there you go man I'm, a, I'm also a dodger fan excellent yeah and uh i'm a bucks fan so but pre wow. tom brady i've been a bucks fan for like 25 years so When Brady came, I was ecstatic, but I'll be a fan once he's gone too. So
0: (laughs) well, let me let me tell you a a quick story then, since you're a Bucks funny to me. All right, so when I was about seven, eight, the Bucks were terrible. Really bad this one particular season. I wrote a letter to John McKay. Oh shit. I wrote I, I wrote a letter and you know I was like I don't even know what I said I just know that I designed a play and sent it to them. John McKay, as far as I know, it was John McKay. I have no reason not to believe it wasn't. You know, it wasn't him. I don't know. As far as I know, it's John McKay. I'm sticking with that. John McKay wrote me a letter back. It was short. He said, uh, you know, thank you for your letter, and uh, we'll try to add your play into our playbook. It was never going to yeah. work. It was like a quadruple <laughs> reverse screen, something really crazy. But, yeah, he signed it, though. I mean, I think it was his signature at the least. But, yeah, 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 Tampa Bay Bucks. So there you go.
1: That's super cool, man. I, I was never a fan when John McKay was the coach. Um, I became a fan – so the not the year, they it was the second year they hired Dungy. So it was like 96, 95, somewhere around there. Nice. Um, I grew up in New Mexico. So everyone where I was from was either a Bronco fan or a Cowboy fan. And uh, I just, I got bored with those teams, if I'm being honest with you. Uh, so I saw the Bucks with these like creamsicle jerseys and the white helmets. <laughs> they were disgustingly ugly. And I was like, I like that team for some reason. Yes. And just became a Bucks fan, man. So that's who I started playing with at that time. I, I think it might have been Madden. Mm-hmm. Or like not, the one that was like 989 Sports. I forgot what that one was, but way back in the day.
0: Oh, wow. 989 Sports. Yeah, that wasn't Madden. That was a... Uh, that was a... Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but yes.
1: NFL Game Day. That's what it was called.
0: Game Day. Game Day. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I used to play with them all the time, man. I'd get All-Stop. Mike All-Stop. So I'd go <laughs> back and forth and just bulldoze everybody until he pulled his hamstring. Because you could do that all the time in that game, right? That was like my entire move, man. So I've been a Bucks fan since then, since I was like, I don't know, seven years old, eight years old.
0: Wow, that's dope. That's dope.
1: Yeah, man. So you're- as long as you're not a
0: Cowboy fan, I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, no, my whole family, Cowboy fans, can't do it. I can't. I can't bring myself to do it, man.
0: That's not, that's how I feel about Washington, because Washington is, you know, less than two hours away, um, and I never liked Washington, and then. I'm not a Cowboys fan, like everybody across the planet, because I just couldn't do it. And I had family in Philly and you know, became an Eagles fan.
1: Fair enough. So yeah, the Eagles, that's that's a cool one. Like everyone I've ever met that's an Eagles fan, I've either really hated them or really liked them. Yeah. <laughs> it's never been in between.
0: <laughs> one or the other.
1: So that's cool, man. I've I've always appreciated the Eagles, man. I like how passionate their fans are. You, you guys get uh Little yeah, we,
0: <laughs> we pelt santa claus with snowballs you know <laughs> that's what we do
1: I, I have to be honest though i didn't like the eagles for a very long time because the bucks yeah. did not beat them in the playoffs and then we until
0: they the did until, until did. they did yeah until they did that the season it went to the super bowl yep um yeah i was very sad that was like ty detmer was quarterback and or coy detmer or somebody had come into the game through an interception down at the goal line. Yeah, I remember that game.
1: Yeah, it was it was great. I mean, I'm sure not great for you, but it was great for me <laughs> <in my house.
0: laughs> Definitely not. But I wasn't, you know, the Eagles went to, what, four straight uh, championship games, got to, to the Super Bowl one time, lost that in the McNabb throw-up bowl. But I, I don't think, I think I look at things differently because people are always like, oh, the Eagles, they never won a Super Bowl until recently. Even though the Eagles won championships before Super Bowls were called Super Bowls. But that's neither here nor there. People would be like, uh, the Eagles, you know, they never won a Super Bowl. They don't have any Super Bowls, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, your team won a Super Bowl a long time ago. My team is pretty good regularly, but you're clowning me because we didn't win a Super Bowl. Your team is terrible every year. Like, how are you talking trash to me? I don't understand it.
1: That was me when I lived in New Orleans. I would I would talk the most shit to Saints fans, even though the Bucks were like consistently four and twelve. <laughs> <laughs> actually I actually have a funny story about that. So um when I lived in New Orleans, I don't know if you've ever been there before, but it's uh it's a weird collection of of communities in that city where from street to street it can be like super rich or super poor. Yeah. And there's there's not really an in between, right? So we lived in an area of town where like literally three blocks blocks over Drew Brees' house was there. Mm. So the Bucks obviously play the Saints twice a year. Uh, The three years that I lived there, I would take my dog over to his house during the Saints week and I would let her shit in his lawn. (laughs) (laughs) And I would just leave it there.
0: (laughs) I respect it. I respect it. As an Eagles fan, I respect it.
1: (laughs) I wanted to get like a little Bucks cocktail like, the little cocktail toothpicks with a flag on it and, st- and just stick it in the turd, but I could never find them online. <laughs>
0: that is hilarious. That is hilarious.
1: Yeah. All my, all my saints friends, they, they hate that story, but I, I, I love it.
0: <laughs> That's a great story. Anybody should like that story. That's a great story A fandom and being in the, the city of uh, a rival as well.
1: That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I, I had no idea you were into sports and stuff too. That's cool, man.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't talk a lot of sport. I did at first, but when the hip hop kind of took off, like I can talk hip hop like all day, every day, you know, about whatever. But I really was talking sports and some hip hop and you know, doing silly stuff, which I still do a little bit. But it's been so hip-hop crazy, and it's not it's never ending, like it's you know, there's always an angle back to hip hop. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, I try to give the people what they like, I guess, to an extent, and still do enough of the other stuff to appease myself.
1: It's it's hard changing, like, your your algorithm and your niche on TikTok. Because yeah. mine, mine, when my first video that blew up was one about work. And, like, all I got was, like, work stuff. Everyone wanted work stuff. And I... Fucking hated it. Right. Excuse my French, but I hated it, man. Like all I was getting was people just bitching about work all day. And I'm like, I don't want to like go to work and then come on this app and then just hear people bitch, bitch, bitch. Like, yes.
0: Man.
1: So I tried I mean, to try to make like mindless stuff. And dude, it took me like a full year before like I had something blow up that wasn't work related.
0: Really? Like, finally Jeez.
1: now. I'm out of that. But <laughs> it took a while.
0: I had to swim out of that rough that rough water, that rough terrain.
1: Yeah, man. That's cool, though, man. So, uh, so what? What made you want to get on TikTok in, in the first place?
0: Multiple things, actually. Uh, a good five people told me you need to get on TikTok. You need to get on TikTok. You already do podcasts. It, one person that I actually interviewed said, because she she has. Uh, I don't know if she has as many followers on TikTok as she does on Instagram. She has like 25,000 on Instagram. And she had, you know, quite a few on TikTok as well. But she was like, you need to get on TikTok because it's perfect for you. You need to just get on there and it will help your podcast grow, which I'm not sure it's helped my podcast grow. (laughs) Like I don't know (laughs) if that's really happened. But um, there was also a guy I used to work with. I used to work a part-time job and... This guy was on TikTok. He was like, Yeah, man, you know, the creative stuff you do, you need to be on TikTok. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, he kept saying it. He kept saying it. So, you know, pandemic hit. It wasn't even an early pandemic. Like I said, it was, it was March of 21. So it was like, okay, we'll just, we'll, we'll do it and see how it goes. Cause I had no expectations. I think I had a TikTok account for A couple years, but net literally never looked at it. And then, uh, I don't know if I started over in March or if I just went to the one I already had. I don't remember, but yeah. So here we are. It's fun. I enjoy it. I have a good time. My (laughs) wife hates it. She, she won't say she hates it, especially now because my kids are like, dad, dad, dad means something to people. Like people really care about what he says. (laughs) And my kids kind of sell it to her so she can't be a hater, but so much, you know. Sure. But I always have my phone in my hand, which can be a problem. I get it, I get it. Yeah. It is what it is. We just have to fight it out. 22 years married next month, so she'll be all right.
1: Congratulations, bro. that's awesome!
0: Thanks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my fiance, I think she's kind of gotten used to it. Um, I know when I first started doing it, when I first got TikTok, I wasn't making videos, I was just watching them because uh, I was. I had seen a podcast, uh, Tom Segura, the comedian, and his wife does like the most ridiculous TikToks I've ever seen in my life. So I was watching those. Like, mm. you know, I had no interest in making videos. I was like, this app is so stupid. It's just like Vine. And I hated Vine.
0: <laughs> I hated then, Vine too.
1: Yeah. And then one day I just made one being stupid and like a hundred people watched it. And I was like, ooh, okay. I could see me going viral with a hundred views a day. Here we go. <laughs> And then it just kind of went from there. But uh, once the pandemic hit, I had nothing to do. I I was unemployed early on in the pandemic. I'd lost my job because of COVID, so I was literally just sitting at home while my fiance was working. And I was like, "Well, I can either sit here and just stare at blank space or watch TV, or I could try to do something." So there was, you know.
0: <laughs> Man, I wish so much that I had started early in the pandemic. Yeah. Or, I mean and I, it never even i don't even think it crossed my mind it started at that point i don't i don't remember even thinking about tiktok outside of i take that back you know what's funny is we were making tiktoks the friday the no the sunday before the sunday before uh, everything shut down so when the nba shut down on that wednesday
1: mm-hmm.
0: that sunday was my, when my daughter, my oldest daughter, was going back to college. Oh, shit. So she was on TikTok a little bit, just on, while she was on break. And we were outside. We made a TikTok that Sunday, dancing, the four of us, my wife and my two daughters and me. And we had made a couple over the week. Then she left and, you know, we weren't thinking about TikTok. Then the pandemic hit right there. I went and picked her up on that Friday. And I don't think we really i don't think we really talked about tiktok for a while really she might have still been on it but we didn't talk about it or even and i didn't think about starting it or doing it hmm. i wish i would have started though i probably would be a, a good ways ahead of where i am now but
1: yeah it was different back then man like i know that sounds stupid to say for just two years ago but it was very very different back then like it was uh um, mostly like a, a you know when people used to like mouth over like sounds that's basically yeah. what it was that that was it like nobody was doing anything really original on it quite yet and then it was a lot of people who were a little unhinged mentally mm. <laughs> for, for lack of a better term and they would just kind of go off like that was around the the election time you know oh yeah and yeah people were going crazy at that point so it became like a political hub for a lot of people and gotcha like, it was it was a it was a different kind of app man <laughs> <laughs> nothing like it is now now it's it's a lot more fun
0: I th- is it i guess it's the influx of people the influx of different people
1: uh i would say that plus it just got more popular man like just i think people realize that it could be a platform where number one it makes editing videos insanely easy without you spending mm, hours yes and, they, and that takes minutes you know yeah and and people can be like as stupid as they possibly can and, and come up with the most ridiculous stuff they can possibly think of and put it out within five minutes. You know, it's, it's nuts.
0: And it's, a, it's like, you know, you'll be judged everywhere to some extent. But generally speaking, it's a, it's a judgment-free zone as far as how foolish you will be on camera. Because nobody's out here like, oh, you're just, you're, you're doing a lot. You're doing too much. Meanwhile, if you take that same video to Instagram, or especially to like Facebook. I think it's the, the. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but it's totally different. And I am good with TikTok videos being on TikTok. Had a lady tell me today, oh yeah, I share your videos on Instagram. I do sometimes, but I know what I'm sharing. And I know where the foolishness line can be drawn with me and people looking at it. She's like, I share your stuff. I'm like, Lord, what is she sharing? I hope she's not sharing the you know, craziness. Because people they look at you funny. Although I don't really care, like in a general, you know, overall I don't really care. But I'm good with them not being in the TikTok space. Sure. You know, those other people, whoever they may be.
1: My uh, my dad got a TikTok and that made it a little weird for me.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, my dad he just turned. he's turning sixty one uh, in July. And like nothing wrong. Like, you know, he's he's a cool guy, you know, make yeah. him get along, but I say some shit sometimes and he'll text me like I liked your TikTok and I'm like, oh God. You didn't, <laughs> you didn't see that, did you? It'll be like, I showed it to I showed it to my stepmom, who I showed it to her. And then she'll be like, e, it was so funny. You're hilarious. Oh my God. And I'm like, oh my God, why did you have to see that one about me like jerking off or some shit? <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's not for you, stepmom. That is not for you.
1: No, no, this is not Pornhub. I don't want any stepmom videos on this one. No, <laughs> absolutely not.
0: <laughs> I am with you. I am with you on that.
1: I will say that I had to stop allowing people to download my videos, though, because I, I made one one time that it, I didn't mean it to come out problematic, but I could see how people took it that way, mm-hmm. the way that I, I phrased what I said. And uh someone from the other side who didn't like what i said downloaded it and put it onto instagram reels and uh yeah it it got like 30 million views what yeah on instagram views or reels i mean and i was like oh shit dude no 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 and of course it made it to like that side where like if you were looking for something offensive you found it gotcha so yeah dude i got so many messages just like As bad as like kill yourself, which I think that's a pretty common thing that people say on the internet. But dude, people like, they were going off for about a month.
0: Kill yourself, but not, I'm going to kill you. Exactly. Gotcha, gotcha. That's crazy. Yeah, I try to think about, you know, like you can't, anybody can find a way to turn anything into whatever they want to turn it into. But I try not to give them material if i can you know consciously think about it or phrasing wording sometimes because i said something today and i'm like i caught myself in saying it and i just i kind of said the same thing again but changed the wording to make it like i mean i really didn't mean what i said you know it was something like i think it was a video about a female rapper and i said something like uh if you want to listen to, you know, dope female bars, like dope fe- like it's nothing important. Female bars, and I changed it to dope bars, period. Because they'll somebody will be like, female bar, oh, you saying it rapper or oh, rap- I mean, okay. you know, they'll find a way to turn it into something. So I you just like to it like
1: like why do you have to separate them? What do you do? Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get
0: it. Yep.
1: Speaking of female rappers, who's your favorite female rapper? <sighs>
0: My favorite female rapper is Lauren Hill. Thank you. With a, with a caveat that I get that Lauren Hill has limited work and she hasn't done a lot in recent times, but she's still my favorite. If I had to pick somebody else, just based on uh, more longevity, I would say MC Light. Um, yeah, that's it.
1: All right. Uh, Lauren Hill, I don't think she needed anything else, honestly
0: i think we want we want more
1: (laughs) but i think that's the point right with her is that she she gave us what we wanted or what we needed here, and then she kept us wanting more that's all you have to do yeah i did people say exactly what you said i i love lauren hill i wish we had more had she put out another three albums we'd be like yeah lauren hill kind of dropped off at the end there. you know that that would be a conversation
0: that that's true actually people love to for instance the um the controversial videos i was talking about controversial topic people kept saying we didn't have enough time biggie didn't have enough time to fall off i'm like why y'all wishing he fell off like you were waiting for him to fall off like why why are you putting it on that man don't put that on him but yeah i totally get it i totally get it
1: biggie biggie's an interesting one for me man i i gotta be honest i was never a fan i was never a fan of that whole clan um like did oh bad boy yeah i was never a big fan of bad boy um diddy i mean dude's a billionaire he's a fantastic businessman great producer <sighs> whenever i heard him rap man i had to go like immediately <laughs> just take the headphones off because he's just uh, it wasn't it for me mace i always liked mace he always had See? a great flow
0: i never liked mace i never okay. like i mean i didn't hate mace but i just didn't like mace he wasn't one of my favorites But personality-wise, I have a friend who used to work in magazine, maybe, maybe a little record stuff in New York years ago. And anytime I say something positive about P. Diddy, he has a fit. Puffy is poison. (laughs) Puffy is the worst. He's a terrible person. I'm like, dude, I I get it. I've heard the stories. I'm sure some of it's true. Uh, but I can't confirm it. I'm just going, you know, based on the music. I'm just going based on the artists. And he's pretty entertaining. He's an entertaining guy. So it's not like he's my favorite or anything. But yeah, he goes off every time I talk about P. Diddy. That's funny.
1: Diddy, Puff. I don't know what I call him, Puffy Diddy, whatever.
0: I, Puff, was, P. Diddy, Puff, <laughs> Puppa Diddy
1: Pop. Let's <laughs> we'll we'll call him Sean. How about that? Hey, Sean. That too. No,
0: <laughs> that too.
1: no but Diddy. I always liked him as a person. I always thought he, he put off like a certain swagger that I could always be like, I wish I was that. You know, right, like it, right. It was, like, it was like a 10-year-old kid in the middle of New Mexico who, you know, little Mexican kids. You know, that, that wasn't going to happen. So like seeing him when I was 10 was like, holy shit, that is the coolest dude on the face of the planet. Mm. I just never liked his music.
0: Fair enough, fair enough.
1: Now, Death Row, on the other hand, that was my shit. I love yeah. that throw when I was growing up. Yeah, man, like Tupac, Dre, <clears throat> all of that stuff, man. That that's where, you know, I grew up on the west western part of the country, so that that's what everyone was playing, you know.
0: Yeah, I think there is a not a bias, but I think there is a, a different mentality when you go south and then west, even if it's even if it's Midwest, but south and then west, because New York assumes that everybody loves them but okay. then you get down south and western and you're like i don't really care about new york so much i care about you know the west coast i care about california blah 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 so yeah i I think new york kind of is getting that uh idea now that atlanta is really the mecca of hip-hop at this point mm-hmm. atlanta is the you know the focal point of the music so New York's catching on, but they are slow to give that title up. Boy, they don't want to give that up for anything.
1: I think the, the thing is, New York can never decide what they want to be as far as hip-hop, because there's there's so much going on there. Where Atlanta, yeah, there's a lot of variety, but they have a sound. Like, it's unmistakably Atlanta.
0: That's true, actually. Atlanta does, Atlanta, you know when it's Atlanta a lot of times, and you know when it's Southern. So you know when it's near Atlanta, Georgia, I mean, not Georgia, uh, Mississippi, or a little bit of Louisiana, even Texas. Uh, There's Louisiana, a different
1: Louisiana is a different story, but not <laughs> New Orleans. The, yeah, that that's a different beast altogether.
0: But... Yeah.
1: I'm sorry, I interrupted you though.
0: Oh no, you're good. <laughs> I'm just I'm just thinking about New Orleans and uh the difference between cash money and then um cash money and no limit. Yeah, and cash money and no limit.
1: Man, no okay, so when I lived in New Orleans, um Master P put out um, so, number one, that man is like a god in New Orleans. But he, can, he can do no wrong, as he should be.
0: I, I was going to say, he probably should be, because he's... And I, I don't know him personally, or know if he's a nice guy or whatever, but business-wise, and putting somewhere on the map, he's definitely big uh, for for New Orleans.
1: So, I say that because he, uh, he started his own line of Cup of Noodles. Yeah. So, that commercial which was like i swear to god they filmed that on an iphone 6 and just uploaded it straight from wherever (laughs) they were right like it was the worst commercial i've ever seen but i saw that commercial like daily at least four or five times a day like wrap noodles or i don't remember what it was called i think wrap noodles he's like oh yeah you know i'm master p i i conquered the world made everyone say uh now i got my own noodles and i oh dude i would die every single time it would come on
0: it's It's wild when you think about it like it's it's wild and it, it's dope and inspiring too, but it is definitely wild like I get it but seeing seeing somebody from the hood hood like you know people say they're from the hood hes from hood hood well as you would know
1: he's from <laughs> he's from, um, from hollygrove that is that is the hood
0: hood yeah. hood so and to see that and then him become. Not just famous, not just uh, uh rich, but famous, rich. Like he's he's black men's, he's one of those uh black men's uh like I don't even know what 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 black men aspire to be, because he he was a rapper or is a rapper, he owns a record label, he's a businessman, he also is a gangster, you know, for some people that mm-hmm. he's tough, so you're not gonna punk him. And he played. In basketball, he played in the NBA. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's got it all covered.
1: And he has his own clothing line too.
0: Yeah, like, and and he has a clothing line. Yeah, fat yeah, farm, fat farm and movies right? and, and movies, movies.
1: Yeah. and his son. I mean, Romeo, say what you want about him, but he he had a career in rap. He played for USC basketball. Like, yeah. I mean, come on, dude. That good for good for them. That whole family.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: I remember Romeo way back in the day because i think he's either my age or a year younger than me Mm -hmm. they had um that mtv cribs episode where they showed romeo's house they did like masterpiece and then romeo had his own house behind them and he had like his own beamer and stuff i was like oh my god this is the coolest shit i've ever seen man i'm like like 12 being like why can't i have my own house dad what the hell man (laughs) what have you done with your life dad Like you couldn't be a famous rapper? No, you just have to buy right. houses. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you uh, are you born and raised in Virginia?
0: I am. I for, i say unfortunately, yes, yes, I am. Yes, I am.
1: All right. What What was the the hip hop scene like growing up, or just around that time, like throughout the years? Because I don't know anything about Virginia rap outside of like clips.
0: Clip, yeah, clips, and Missy. Oh, that's right. Timberland. Uh, the Neptunes, Pharrell and Chad. Are you they have really a producer. I
1: didn't
0: know that. Yeah, producer by the name of Bink, producer by the name of Knotts, who does a lot of bust around stuff. Um in Richmond, you have D'Angelo, who that's I right. went to high school with. No shit. Um, yeah. And then you have Mad Skills, who is his ex and my wife were like really close. He was at our wedding, you know, all that type of stuff. I actually just interviewed him on my podcast. He's the last person I interviewed at pro- probably. And that was a couple of months ago. Um, And that's, that's the, that's the core of the bigger name people. Um, what was the bike? I'll be honest with you. Growing up for me, it was gospel music. And no cable for a while, <laughs> so so by the time we got cable um even by the time we got cable, there still was no b e t so there was no um black music network at that point where you would see black music regularly. So all we had was soul train, and that was like you know an hour a week on the weekend or whatever. So, but there was MTV, so my childhood, uh, you know, is a lot of lot more MTV music than it is hip hop. Although I, you know, dabbled in hip hop here and there, but I know a lot. I know a lot of a lot of rock jams. You know, <laughs> as much as I know, like like hip hop stuff from back in the days. Um. There was always a scene, but there was never a sound. So like St. Louis, when Nelly became popular, and St. Louis might have had a sound or might have had hip-hop artists before Nelly, but they weren't known nationally. So once Nelly hit, Nelly became the sound of St. Louis. Richmond, Virginia in general, doesn't have a sound because there was no artist that hit like that as far as rap, and then took off with a different sound than anything else. So, kind of trying, trying to find its way. It's always been like that.
1: Fair enough. Yeah. Every every time I hear Nelly, I just think everyone from like O two to O five was saying there all the time in every yep. song.
0: Yep. <laughs> it was okay. it was the sound he took over. Nelly Nelly really took over. You I mean he sold what? He went diamond, ten million. So did
1: he really? Damn. Yep. I, I just saw a thing. Country Grammar turned 22 this year. That's insane, isn't, man. Isn't
0: that, isn't that hurt? That hurts yeah. your feelings, man. Hurts your feelings.
1: It's very sobering that I'm like my, in my mid-30s now. I'm like, holy yeah. shit, what is this, man? <laughs> <laughs> I remember when that, when that album came out, I remember I heard Country Grammar the first time, and I was like, this is very different. I like this. Very different. Yep." Yeah. And that's when I was going through my rock phase. It was when I was younger. I mean, I love everything, but hip hop and rock have always been my two things, right? And I was in like a really big rock phase, like Linkin Park and Marilyn Manson and stuff. And I heard Nelly. And that got me immediately like, what is this? And I went down that rabbit hole. And that's where I kind of started really appreciating hip hop. So Nelly oh. was kind of like my, my, my bridge into everything else in that way. Gosh, gotcha.
0: yeah. Okay. That makes sense, though. That makes sense. In your, in your teen or or maybe younger than teen, and teen years.
1: Yeah, MTV years, but it was when, uh, like, TRL, MTV years.
0: TRL, yeah, yeah. TRL years. Yeah, I, feel you. I feel you. A lot of, a
1: lot of uh, Britney and NSYNC.
0: Yes. I used to watch it. <laughs> yes. A lot of Carson Daly. A lot of Carson Daly.
1: Carson Daly, man. That, he's, like, on the Today Show now. That's weird to me.
0: Is he? Yeah. I haven't seen a today show in I don't know how long. I yeah, I've seen him. Where did I see him last? Maybe was it New Year's Eve? Was he on something New Year's Eve? I don't know, probably.
1: I was actually on his uh his late night show he used to have like 10, 12, 15 years ago. He had that one that came oh, yeah? on like after Jay Leno or whatever. Yeah,
0: like like 12:30, 1:30. Yeah yeah, 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 the
1: real late show. Like who yeah. fucking watches this with Carson Daly? <laughs> <clears throat> so i was uh i was actually at a show that i for a band that i love their name was Kylesa. and uh yeah i show up man and there's like 20 people there like nobody showed up and lo and behold it was a taping for carson Daly. nobody knew that so the camera guy i was the only one in there that was like getting down so he just kept panning over to me when they did the crowd shots so i was on the, on it like i don't know 15 times they just kept panning well, back that, to me yeah
0: that's hilarious <clears throat> and historic you can never forget that. Do you have an out tape?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I've got it somewhere around here. My, my, my old laptop, the hard drive dad. So it's somewhere on that hard drive. I just need to pull it off. And yeah. Somewhere that, on there, but yeah.
0: That's, a, that's a dope memory though. That's a dope memory.
1: Yeah, man. It's pretty cool. I, uh, yeah, <laughs> it was, it was a surprise when, when I saw it because at the time yeah. I, was, I was in music school, I was living in LA. I didn't have cable. Like I was, I was broke as hell, man. And All I had was like NBC and ABC because Fox and CBS, I couldn't get on my antenna. So it was those two (laughs) channels.
0: (laughs) Wait, hold on. Now you said New Mexico, New Orleans, LA, and Orlando. How many places have you lived?
1: Uh, So I've also lived in Austin.
0: Texas? Yep. Wow.
1: I've moved around a little bit, yeah.
0: For have you moved around because you just like different things or has it been for business or just life?
1: Um, a little bit of all of them. Um, so I, I moved to LA uh, when I was 21 uh, to go to school. Um, went out there to school, school. Yeah. Music school. I was okay. out there for about two and a half years, almost three years. And I uh, ended up number one, LA, I'm a big guy. LA is not a big guy city. So Music wasn't happening there. Uh, So I moved to Texas. Um, I'm more of a blues player anyway, so it it kind of made sense for me. Um, Moved to Texas, did the the music thing there and played with a few bands. And that's where I met my now fiance. And, uh, you know, music never, has never been a lucrative career for a a whole lot of people. So uh, she decided she wanted to go to law school and uh, she unfortunately didn't get into UT Austin. Um, so we had to look elsewhere. And she got into a school in New Orleans that prompted the move to New Orleans. So we were there for three mm-hmm. years, and then moved back to Austin. Um, when she graduated, lived there for two years. And then uh, when the pandemic um, first started, you know, rents in Austin just got insane. It was so expensive mm-hmm. to live there. And we we're just like, man, I really don't want to leave. But she's from North Florida originally. And her parents were living down here in Orlando. So we we're like, well, you know, we can either keep paying, you know, almost three grand a month for rent in a two-bedroom apartment, or we can go buy a house and pay less a month. So uh, we, we made the move down here, bought a house. And yeah, man, we've been, been down here for almost two years now.
0: And you said you're in Orlando?
1: Yeah, in Orlando.
0: Okay. Yeah. I uh so my daughters have cheered over the years. So I've been to Orlando. Quite a few times for the world championships at Disney and at the ESPN, uh, whatever it's called, ESPN Zone, whatever it's called. (laughs) So, yeah, we spent a lot of time in Austin, uh, usually once a year. I went maybe three or four times, but my wife wife has gone until the last two years when she stopped coaching uh, the All-Star. And now she just does high school stuff, which is where she is right now. High school chair uh, trials for next year. (laughs)
1: That's cool, man. What do, you, what, do you, uh, what do you think of Orlando? How do you like the city?
0: Oh, uh, I, I enjoy it. I enjoyed the Joe's Crab Shack. Like, that was good. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was my introduction to Publix. Now we have Publix up here. Do you, um,
1: I, I got introduced two years ago, man. It's awesome.
0: The Publix, it, it, it's awesome. And it's awesomely expensive. Publix is yeah. like a smack in the face when you walk in there, it's like, just smack me now. And then uh, you don't have to smack me on my, my way out because it's heavy handed. It's heavy handed. But I enjoy it. It's the closest grocery store to my house. So can't be mad at it.
1: That's true. I, I didn't. So my fiance would always because in Texas, we have um, HEB. I don't know if you've ever heard of HEB, but um, mm. that's the grocery store chain there. And it's like, Publix on steroids so number one everything is like stupid cheap stupid cheap at HEB they have yeah they have their own brand of everything which is usually better than whatever the name brand is and it's like half Mm -hmm. the price and like you can everything is like Texas there man so you can get like if you want a Texas scented candle you can go and get that and it smells like barbecue and freedom like I don't even know another way to put it man like that's that that is what HEB is man And they sell like Depending on where you are, you can be close to the beach. They'll have all the stuff for the beach right there, right in front. Like, just take all this shit, take it with you. We know where you're going. Like us, we were in Austin. That's There's a bunch of music, a bunch of barbecue, right? So they have all the smokers just right in front, right out in front for you, waiting for you. So it it was pretty cool. But my fiance kept telling me, yeah, H-E-B is cool, but it's not Publix. It's not Publix. It's not Publix. I got to be honest. When I came here, I was a little disappointed because I was expecting... Publix to be like, like H-E-B. And I'm like, okay, this is cool. But <laughs> where, where's, uh, where, where's all the floaties? Where's all the, right. Where's, right.
0: All the
1: where's all the Yeti cups that, that you have around that just say like Florida on them or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I can't say I'm a Publix fan. I got to be honest. But like I said, it's the closest thing to me. Like literally one two. Three, three different directions I go. Highway, it's the closest thing in all directions. Different one, but it's the closest thing. So, I'm kind of stuck with it. Hey,
1: whatever works, man. Yep. <laughs> well, shit, source. Believe it or not, man, we're coming up on an hour.
0: This is a hey, man.
1: This Conversation is rolling. Yeah, yeah, man, this is flown by. I've I've enjoyed the hell out of this, man. You're you're a cool guy to talk to.
0: I appreciate it. Did did we cover everything? Did we cover all the topics? If yeah, there were I, topics.
1: I don't think we covered near enough, man. I think I'm going to have to have you on again.
0: <laughs> hey, I, I'm down. I'm down.
1: Yeah, man. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what, before we go, um, do you want to tell people where they can find your podcast, where they can find you on TikTok or anything like that?
0: Nope. Please don't find me. I don't <laughs> want you to find me. Just listen to this podcast over and over until the end of time. No uh so it's a uh, source and company source ampersand co dot source and company on youtube on and what am, what am i on youtube uh, spotify apple Podcasts, and other streaming platforms and then on instagram it's at source of course on tiktok it's at source of course TikTok is the home, like that's the hub, I think, at this point. Like, I think the growth and the, the ability to, you know, converse with so many people has made TikTok the place to go. So that's kind of where I am on a regular basis. If you're ever looking for me, just go to TikTok and hit me up and I'll respond.
1: Yeah. And respond, he does, he, he lets you know. Well, hey man, don't don't take off when we stop recording. I want to make sure to say bye. So hang out for just a minute.
0: Of
1: um, no, thank you so much for being on, man. This is this is a blast. I, I've really enjoyed talking to you, man.
0: I appreciate it talking to you as well.
1: Thank you, man, and thank you everyone for listening.